Before we get into podcast number eight, I have a message for you. You don't know what you can handle until you have to. Welcome to the Happy Right Now podcast. Today we're going to skip the intro, so if you want to learn a little bit more about me, you can do so on RebeccaKSampson.com. This episode is in response to a few others, so for your homework, I recommend you listen to episode 2 on perspective and then also episode 7 on gratitude and pain. Going through situations like this helps you formulate your goals and push you into your next state of being. I know my life wouldn't be the same right now uh, if what I was about to tell you hadn't have happened. So I told myself I wasn't going to edit this podcast and now I'm like a little nervous. Okay, a little over one year ago, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. Before I get into the story, I'd like to say that he is now cancer-free because when it comes to him, I have to start with the happy ending. Um, I honestly can't form words without saying that first. He is going to be okay, and I am forever grateful for that. I originally shared this story during the Pondering Writing Retreat, and I also gave some other insights into the battles my family has gone through, so if you'd like to also learn about how our son came to be, you can find the link to that chat in the show notes. So it all started summer 2017. It's so crazy that it's only been a little more than a year because the transformations that have happened in our family since then has been astronomical. This feels like something that happened yesterday, but also five years ago. (laughs) So summer 2017, a growth began to form on the inside of Chris's mouth. He thought maybe he had bitten himself while eating, but instead of it going away in a few days, it got bigger and bigger. So we went in for a biopsy that July and waited and waited some more. Waiting is the worst, isn't it? That's like the thing that I hate the most with my anxiety. Waiting is just like, it nauseates me. So we had to wait more than a month to get answers because the team testing the tissue was just flabbergasted. Our diagnosis came August 18th. I got the call while I was at my desk at work and completely lost my shit. Uh, I am so grateful for my team uh, because I can't even imagine what that must have looked like from their end to witness that. Um, But my husband, I found out, had rhabdomyosarcoma, a cancer typically only seen in children, which is why his diagnosis took so long they didn't even know to look for it. Uh, Around this time, I had finished the first draft of my novel, Ember Dragon Daughter. It's a YA fantasy, Uh, but that draft took several months, and it came with a lot of complaining and excuses. I didn't know what I was doing, like most newbie writers, but I had a lot of faith in it, that kind of blind faith that authors can have before they really get into what editing means, before they understand what publishing is like, that newfound, this will make me famous kind of faith. And I was putting a lot of stock into that future that this novel would give me without ever really celebrating the life that I had right now and the life I was leading. It was one of those situations where I was whiny about really dumb problems. I had a lot of mindset that I needed to do at the time. And even the fact that I can say that looking back on who I was last year and then who I am now, like I've grown so much. I can't even begin to explain it. Um, but after the diagnosis, I needed to take a breath 
and I put the project down, I had to, let me mute my computer, um, I had to focus on surviving, and after the hurricane left the state, because we were literally dealing with an emotional crisis and an actual catastrophe at the same time, um, welcome Hurricane Irma. Thankfully, we were okay, our doctors were okay, and we were able to begin treatment after the roads were cleared, just a little bit after that. We stayed one patient, uh, one patient, uh, one week as an inpatient to start treatment and see how his body would react to it. It was very emotional and scary. His tumor reacted to the chemo so severely because by the time everything had been cleared and we could start, the you could visibly see the tumor growing in his face. Um, sorry, I don't know if this is like, maybe I should have put a trigger warning, but anyway, a trigger warning for the next few seconds. Um, his tumor reacted so severely that he was spitting blood after chemo treatments. And for adding a little bit of humor, um, my body was reacting all weird too because with everything that was going on, we decided to stop breastfeeding that week. So moms, you know what happens when you stop breastfeeding, just adding in some humor there. So there was a, a lot that happened in that hospital room. Uh, but once he was back home, after that first round, we got into a routine of doctor's appointments. I was working from home a lot of the time to help take care of him and our family. They really stepped up. My mom and my mother-in-law stopped working so that they could help me watch him and our son, giving me breaks to go back to work because it was, it was a break to go to work um, for short periods of time in between chemo cycles. And having to balance all of this as a unit helped me learn so much um, about what I was taking for granted. And then NaNoWriMo 2017 approached, and one of my best friends, Amelia, decided she wanted to start writing again, and I decided I did too. She became one of my critique partners, and we motivated each other to keep moving towards our dreams while in hospitals, in waiting rooms, at chemo centers, on my lunch break. I marathoned the second half of my book. I made the 50k deadline and then added 36,000 more words in December to complete that draft. And me, Amelia, and Kate, my other critique partner, we were just spending time enjoying writing and disconnecting from things for a little bit. This became my first ever second draft of a book. Beforehand, I had a few other first drafts and many unfinished ideas. I started my first book ever during NaNo 2014. And if you aren't familiar, NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month, where many people in the community come together to write 50,000 words and complete a first draft in a month. And after that 2014 NaNo, I called myself a writer pushing through the first draft, then the first draft of a different project, then a 36,000 word fan fiction, and a few ideas in between with a few chapters here and there, but you get the idea. Nothing, nothing was consistent. I didn't ever continue to second drafts or editing stages. I never studied the craft. I did some attempts at outlining, but honestly not really, and I didn't become a plotter actually until recently. I was just a wet noodle kind of flopping around. Um, I didn't I didn't understand story structure and I didn't try to. I was just kind of fooling around and having fun, which is totally valid, but it 
I didn't at the time call myself like I was just having fun. I was like, I'm a serious writer. And looking back, I can definitely see how my actions didn't reflect that. But something clicked in me, November 2017, and I realized that time was passing. Years had passed since my first project in 2014, years in which I became a mother, was unemployed for 13 months, went into debt, and my husband grew a tumor. A tumor grew. It could have been all over. And this is a little bit of, like, this. these thoughts are going to get a little bit weird for a moment, but if we had had a terminal prognosis, which thank God Chris never did, But Chris may never have seen me meet the goals that I had been talking about for three years. And oddly, I think about J.K. Rowling's mother a lot. (laughs) Weird segue, but J.K. J.K. Rowling's mom never met Harry Potter. My family could have been gone in an instant. I could have been gone in an instant. And at any moment, we could find ourselves seven years old and in the same place we are in right now. And that's tragic. If action doesn't happen, if you aren't growing, then you are dying. And when Nano 2017 happened, that's when I became an author. That's when I understood that time was going to pass anyway, and I had to move, not just for myself, but for my family. I had to show them that everything was going to be okay, that life was going to move forward, that together we still had an ama- a lot of amazing things to do. I wanted my son to go to career day at school and introduce his mom as a mother, and I knew that that wouldn't happen if I kept doing the things that I was doing. So January 2018, my husband had a 12-hour surgery. Sorry, no, not 12 hours. It was pitched as being 12 hours, but it ended up only being 9, which when you're sitting there, it doesn't really matter if it's 9 or 12. Um, But he had a 9-hour surgery to remove the tumor, and then about a week in the hospital. I stayed with him in the hospital and started really engaging then in the writing community. January 2018 was when I feel like started that real shift in me. I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to Manifestation Babe and Style Your Mind by Kara Awaleba. Um, I discovered the Plotter's Life Challenge with Brittany Wang, and then through her, I met Bruno Reese and Micah Orth, and the Pondering Writing Group began. I met Bethany Atizada. <laughs> I said that wrong. Atizada, um, who's a huge inspiration to me right now, and I found Kristen Martin and Kayla Walker in the AuthorTube community. This is just a sample of people that have catapulted me into a whole new world. And by March and April, I shed my old lifestyle blogger skin and started to create the beginning plans of my writing career. And I left all those other half-baked ideas behind. And in another hospital stay around that time, I I tend to you tend to lose track. Um, for a while, we were going to like sixteen appointments a month, which is a little, it's insanity. Um, and I read "Make Him Beg to Publish Your Book" by Dr. Angela E. Loria, and I started beginning to really understand that the power was within me. I finally put two and two together that the validation of others was not what I needed. I figured out that the only acceptance that I needed was within myself, and I decided finally to choose myself, to go further and harder than I ever had before, and truly make the life I wanted to lead because it was all in me. I figured out that 
I was the master of my universe and that everything around me was a lesson to learn. And by the time August 2018 came around and my husband was in the clear, cancer-free, just in time for my son's second birthday. Okay, calm down. (laughs) I am about to finish the draft of my third book. I'm in the middle of a beta reader round right now, and I've gotten comments that my story reminds them of Divergent and Red Queen. My novel planning tool, The Happy Story Bible, is out now, and my online my online course, Social Media for Mindful Authors, where it takes everything that you think about social media and it kind of turns it upside down, is live, and I've become an author, an entrepreneur, and have decided my publishing path so that not only am I having my debut year in 2019 with my debut book, but multiple projects will be published in 2019. And you read that right. I, you heard me. I, I call myself an author right now. I am an author despite not yet being published because all that you have just heard is the story of someone that finally decided to take their life seriously after tragedy, to do what it took to learn and get better every single day. Whether you are published or not, if you are creating a story and a world only with your mind, then you are an author and no one can give that to you. You have to take it for yourself. And the best part of it is that now my husband is reading my book. He is alive right now, reading about people that I crafted with my imagination. And he loves it and believes in me in a way that nobody else can because he knew me at 15 when I was crying because I wanted to be an artist and I just didn't know how. He saw me when I was swearing up and down that I was a photographer and then I was going to be a nurse and then an accountant and even for a while I fancied myself as a pro blogger while I was working for others doing marketing and social media and not doing a lick of anything for myself. And he looks at me now after 13 years together and says he doesn't even remember me now as anything but an author. To him, I have just always been an author. And that's what I want for you. I want you to find your truth and to chase it like there is no tomorrow. Because soon you are going to have regret. You are going to wish you started earlier when you have all that you need within you right now to start now. And uh, so that is how cancer helped me become who I am today. And (laughs) I'm reading my notes here and I'm like, oh, and if you want to learn more, check the show notes. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't breathe right now. We can't talk about the show notes. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Okay, deep breaths. (sighs) So uh, I shared a few shout outs in this post. So check the show notes if you want to hear about some of the resources I mentioned and some of the friends that I mentioned, um, because they're really bright lights in the community and you should definitely follow them too. And take a screenshot of this podcast, share it on social media if you think there is somebody that you think needs to hear this story. And of course, 
we are authors. <laughs> we know the importance of a review. So I would appreciate if you left me your honest feedback and thoughts. Uh, gave me, give me a rating if you can on your app. <laughs> and now I'm going to go and finish editing chapter 18. I hope that you have a great night.